Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here. And we pray that you get something powerful from today's sermon. Lord, we thank you that we can be here this morning. We thank you that we get to celebrate you. And and in this Christmas season, God, we just ask that you will speak to our heart. You'll speak to us no matter where we're at in our journey, Lord. And, and as that song says, God, we just fall on our knees. We glorify and worship you today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, good morning. Why don't we thank our team, hey? Aren't they awesome? Beautiful harmonies. Well, hey, this morning I want to talk about that song and we've just sung Oh Holy Night. Let me read a few of the lyrics to you. It says, Oh Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. You know, Mon drew that, drew that beautiful depiction of the, the Christmas story and the words say that it's the night of our dear Saviour's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining. It's an interesting statement, isn't it? Not really language that we use in our context today. But it talks about that the world was in a a place of sin and there was no real way to come back to God. But in that moment where Christ was born, there was an opportunity for change. Said till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. And then fall on your knees. Hear the angels' voices, O night divine. And just as we sung that, you could sense the Holy Spirit here. As people worshipped, as he moved and something powerful took place. As we use, as we sing that song and we, we, we take that time at Christmas. You know, this song has become a powerful moment, particularly, I think, for Christians as we, we worship in this Christmas season. But, you know, I wonder if in the moment that Christ was actually born, what, what it was really like. I think we can kind of create this thought in our mind that it was all beautiful and we read a few verses in the Bible and, you know, Mary and Joseph just sat and it was all just lovely and... But just think for a moment. Mums, if you're here, imagine instead of going to a nice hospital where you've got everything sterile and clean, instead you're curled up in the corner with some cow poo and some hay and, you know, some sheep wee over there and you're going to bring your baby into this. Think about that for a minute. Fathers, think about in that place of probably helplessness going, I want to provide for my wife and child to be. But here I am in the moment and I can't do anything about it. I wonder what it really was in those moments. I wonder if Mary and Joseph in that time as baby Jesus was being born actually said, God, are you really in this or not? And was their faith waning? You know, I think we have this picture of a Mary was beautiful and Joseph was there. And, but actually it would have been quite horrific, I reckon on their own, giving birth and experiencing this environment that they never thought they would be in. 
You know, but yet that moment when Jesus came, he changed history forever. In what was the most humble birth, a man came and changed our world. You know, that song, O Holy Night, was written in 1847 by a French man, a couple of French, French guys, but a poet, a, name, a guy named Placide Capot. He was a French poet and wine merchant, so he enjoyed Christmas time. He uh, had a few at Christmas, and his local priest came to him. He wasn't very religious. He wasn't really in church, but he was known as a poet. And he came, the priest came to him and said, would you write a song, uh, write a poem for us to share with our church at Christmas time? And he said, sure, I'll do that. So he one trip he was going on coach you know like horse and carriage to Paris from his town and he opened up the book of Luke Luke and he read 20 verses in the book of Luke which depict Christ's birth pretty much what we saw in that that beautiful chalk drawing that we saw before and he read these words and as he read these words he began to to write in his mind the 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 words of O holy night he started to jot it down and, and in that coach trip, something took place where the story came alive. It, it said that he wasn't very religious, but he wrote somehow this story came out of his heart from a short portion of scripture that we read. He got to Paris and he finished off his, um, his poem And then he decided it needed to be a song. And so he knew a a composer, Adolphe Adam, who was a Jewish composer. And he went and met with him as a friend. And he said, hey, I've written this poem. My, My priest in my hometown has asked me to do that. Would you put some music to it? So they sat together and they they, they produced this song. As we know, Oh Holy Night. About 10 years later, it was translated into English. And we're here. 150, 170 years later, singing this song. And in a moment, the Holy Spirit moves and has something powerful that comes through in a, in a moment that someone had on a coach ride. Here's two guys. One, a Jewish composer who had no connection to Jesus, probably didn't even believe that he was the Messiah. But through his his gift and his talent and what God was doing in him, something happened. And, and then through the words of someone who was not really in faith, how did that happen? The power of the gospel happened. The power of the Holy Spirit happened. Where he, uh, they came and in a moment of writing, we read these incredible words. We read these lyrics and they communicate far more than what you just read in the Bible. How how does that happen? How how did Placide know that the world was in sin? How did he know that the world needed a saviour? We don't know his full background. But I believe just as he was sitting in that coach, probably looking out the window and reading and writing, that he met God in a unique and powerful way. In 20 verses, something came alive. Long lay the world in sin 
and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. He had knowledge of what was happening when Jesus was born. Somehow, something stirred in his heart that brought out something powerful that's changed our world. I don't know if you realize, but there's a third verse to the song. There's a third verse, and it says this, Led by the light of faith, serenely beaming, with glowing hearts, by his cradle we stand. So led by his uh, so led by a star sweetly gleaming here come the wise man from orient land the king of kings lay thus in lowly manger get this in our trials born to be our friend in our trials born to be our friend you know jesus came to change the world in so many ways He came that there might be signs and wonders and miracles. He came to teach people what it was to actually love and care. He came to bring eternal life so that we might be in right relationship with God again. But he came there to be our friend as well. You know, maybe you see Jesus as your friend. I do. Kids have that song, Jesus is my best friend. Do we actually feel like that? Do we feel that Jesus is, is our best friend? You know, we can, and at Christmas time, so we should, we, we raise Jesus on a pedestal. But let's not forget the connection that he can be in our lives, that he's there to journey trials and challenges. And no matter where you're at today, I know that all of us have had trials and challenges this year and the last couple of years, whatever that means for you. But there's a friend, there's a person there that can change your life. And on one night, over 2,000 years ago, he was born and he changed our world. You know, we read these lyrics in a song, a song that we're just familiar with, a song that comes out at Christmas time. But I wonder if we could just take this time, this Christmas season, to see this as a worship moment where we understand that Jesus came in in a horrific kind of scene, not pretty and beautiful like maybe we've got in our mind. But out of that came something beautiful, something powerful, where we all are led to fall on our knees and worship him. You know, the story doesn't end there. This song, I'm sure there's many situations where it's changed people's lives. But in 1906, a guy by the name of Reginald Fessenden was in, um, in America and he was a scientist and he developed a way to change the radio transmitter to be able to, to modulate voice and for it to be transmitted rather than just Morse code. You know, prior to that, they'd had, you know, just beeping and they could communicate with Morse code. And he took his invention and how is he going to start and use that and, and go out to the world with, with now voice? What's he going to say? Hello. He decided to start with the Gospel of Luke on Christmas Eve. He turned on his transmitter and he, he began to read those passages 
out of, out of Luke and then took out his violin and played O Holy Night. Across that region, people on ships, newspaper, um, radio operators, post office operators, those that were using radio and Morse code for the first time heard voice. And what did they hear? They heard the gospel coming through on Christmas Eve. I wonder if he gets to heaven and who knows the moments, the seeds that were planted in that one moment through the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of technology, that that song and that word of the gospel would have impacted so many people. In Isaiah, we read in chapter 9, he came and predicted and brought prophecy for what Jesus of Jesus coming. Let me read this to you. Isaiah 9, verse 6, it said, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. There are hundreds and hundreds of years prior to Jesus coming. There was prophecy and anticipation to build an excitement and and an expectation in people to be ready. But people were kind of expecting some massive scene and he'd be in a kingdom and even to the point where Jesus died the disciples were like is this is this it but from a humble stable with sheep we and cow poo and hay Jesus was born and changed the world hundreds and thousands of years later He's still impacting lives today. And here were two men without connection to the Holy Spirit, without real connection to the gospel. He came and invaded their world and impacted them. Why? Here's why. John 3, 16. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world, not to judge it, but to save it through him. That's why we're here. We celebrate celebrate Christmas and remember that moment in time because of what would actually happen. And the gospel message that comes through that's powerful. I just wonder what will happen this Christmas season in our life. Who are you going to talk to? Maybe it's family members. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe as you take a gift hamper and just go, hey, I just want to bless you. And how are you doing in your life? Don't discount for a moment the seed that you're planting. There's a priest in 1847 that said to a guy who was a poet and probably a little bit tipsy at times, would you write a poem that would celebrate the gospel for our Christmas season. I wonder what it was like for him when he got to heaven and actually saw 
the outworkings of what had happened. And, and Jesus was there going, hey, because you were obedient and you just said, hey, take your gift. This person had an encounter with me. This person had an encounter with me. This person had an encounter with me. One word of obedience. I wonder this Christmas season, what could happen through one word of obedience from us? No matter where you're at in your faith journey, whether you're here in the room today, whether you're online, Jesus has a gospel message that can change your life. And you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have everything right. But we have an opportunity, each and every one of us, to fall on our knees and to worship Him and have an encounter with Him. On that road to Paris in the 1800s, this man had an encounter with the gospel and he, and he got it in a number of lines. He said, truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Will you stand with me? Let's pray. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to this earth. I thank you that we can come and just praise him with all that's within us. Lord, I ask that as we head into this Christmas season, that you will give us opportunities, that your Holy Spirit will speak into us, that we will take those times to remember that well, while there might be a a fairy tale picture of you coming to this earth. Actually, it wasn't such. But what came through was powerful and people who have no idea can be touched and impacted by your Holy Spirit. So God, use us this Christmas season. Let us worship you together, we pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including our service times and live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.